That's right, we're back to Barn Banter with Cowboy Andy, the podcast by a kid's musician for kid's musicians. See how I did that? I, I changed it just a little bit. Everything changes just a little bit. And I decided to do something different with the uh, with this podcast. So one of the things that I've been curious about is moving from being a children's performer or a performer for kids, kids musician, to being a, quote, adult Performer, not an adult boom chucka waka waka boom chucka with a mustache, although mustaches are fine, performer. I mean, like, what if your music is for people who are of uh, age of drinking, say, older than 16, which is not the age of drinking. I know what the age of drinking is. Stay with me here, okay? This is a whole series of podcasts I have about this, so settle in. Um, it's called Split Personalities, and we did one earlier with Esther Crow, which I thought was really fun, and I was like, oh, that's great. I had a great conversation with her talking about when she does adult music or music for adults and then music for kids and the differences, the similarities, things like that. And I had a great time talking to Esther about that, and I was like, wow, okay. So I'm going to reach out to other people in the children's music, kids' music uh, genre, and see if I could find more folks who who also were, were you know, doing the same thing. We were performing for both groups. Or if, even if they weren't performing for both groups, maybe they had aspirations to perform for both groups. Like, how cool would that be? So I, I sent a, a, a note out across Facebook to uh, just invite other musicians in the genre to jump aboard. And I got a whole bunch of responses, which was really fun. And I was like, okay, how do I go about interviewing all of these people? And my original thought was, well, what I'll do is I'll just do a whole bunch of mini interviews. Just do, you know, because I like to keep these episodes to about an hour long and or less if possible. I know your time is valuable and me just rambling on as I am now isn't really high value. So maybe I could try and condense these things. And uh, then I, I realized almost immediately that I can't do that. When I, when I start talking to people, I just talk. I'll pick up like one small thread. For instance, the conversation that I had with Esther, I thought it was going to be a 20-minute conversation. And it turned out to be, we talked for like an hour and a half. And so a lot of these uh, podcasts that I break up into part one or part two or things like that, it's because I just, uh, I just like to talk and I unearth a lot of things. So what I decided was, see, already I burned what? Almost three minutes of this podcast, and I haven't said a thing. You don't, you don't even know. It's amazing you're still even listening. Uh, thanks, Mom. So what I realized I wanted to do then was, nope, I want to organize it. This is what I'll do. I sent out a questionnaire, and since we're all performers, we probably have access to recording equipment, right? Right. So here's some questions. I sent out a list of, I think it was like 25 or 30 questions, and said, record your answers, send me the file, and also send me a couple samples of your music. And it worked. People did. Well, people have. People are. It's awesome. So I decided to make an entire series about this thing called Split Personalities, which is, were you an, a, a performer who wrote music and performed for adult crowds? Like, you know, in the bars and stuff like that. And then you discovered children's music and you wanted to do that. That's a pretty common theme. There's a lot of instances of that sort of a crossover. But what about the other way? What if you start doing you know, kids music or children's music and you want to, you realize that you have uh, other material that just isn't appropriate for them. See, that's where I am. I have, I, I've written uh, 200 songs in the uh, adult genre and 200 songs in the kids genre. And I found success or at least traction with the kids music first and focused on that because I can only do one thing at a time, evidently. And now I want to get back into doing the other stuff and I'm kind of struggling trying to figure it out. So that's what this is about. It's a completely selfish endeavor. I'm just trying to find, you know, success stories and tips and tricks. But it's not totally selfish because I'm recording it and sharing it with you. Hmm. Okay. Well, moving on. First up then, uh, today anyway, is a band out of New York. And if you've listened to Kids Place Live or Saturday Morning Cereal Bowl or uh, Spare the Rock, Spoil the Child, any of those nationally aired programs, 
and don't live in New York, then you you probably have heard them too. And when I first heard the, the name of their band, I was like, huh, wow, uh, that's cool. The, the band's name is Rat Boy Jr. And when I sent out the questionnaire, Tim, who's the lead singer and songwriter for them, uh, for he and Maddie, it's a two-piece basically who brings in also, well, I'm, they're going to tell their own story. Believe me, they're going to tell their own story. Pretty much unedited what they sent me, which I think is absolutely fantastic. It's a super fun conversation. Oh, look, here it is. I'm queuing it up. I'm queuing it up. What follows is uh, Tim and Maddie explaining to me, you, through all these questions I sent them uh, via email, uh, what they're about, where they've been, how they do it, what they do, to sort of tee up what sort of music these guys do. What I decided was I'm going to bookend their conversation that they recorded and sent to me, and I really roughly edited down with uh, a sample of their songs. So... The, so the first song that we're going to listen to is from their Rat Boy Jr. And this is the thing that's just like brilliant. When, when, when they sent this in, I was like, oh, snap, seriously? That is just so smart what they did. Maybe it was obvious to them. But the music that they play for, for kids is a band called Rat Boy Jr. And the band that they play in bars at night <clears throat> for more rock and roll adult crowds is called Rat Boy so it's duh like it makes it's such it makes such perfect sense it's the same band just one of them's junior (sighs) people think about these things far faster than i ever do so my hat is off to these two guys for doing that because i think that was just smart anyway first song up is called clown shoes and if you were listening to kids place live in the last decade, as in 2019, you probably heard it. If you're on YouTube, you can probably see it. Actually, I can't say that. I don't know if they have a video about it, but they do have a lot of cool videos. Okay, enough of me. This is Rat Boy. Oh, and Rat Boy Jr. Fix this 
Hey everybody, I'm Timmy. I'm Maddie. And we are Rat, Rat Boy, Boy Jr. Jr. We're live here from New Paltz, New York. We're actually in the back of a restaurant in a room. There's a little heater on. And how cold is it, Maddie? Um, it's 30 something degrees? Probably. And I just ordered a hot buttered rum. I always thought that was a song. Um, I've never, you know, I've oh, never hot. ordered one myself, but I've heard of it. That's hot crossed buns. Yeah, you're thinking it? of something different. Oh. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Who are we? What, did we just do that? We are Rat Boy Jr. We are Rat Boy Jr. Mm-hmm. And um, what name? We're Rat Boy Jr. What name do we perform under for ourselves, though? You go by. Well, okay. So. For children. And when, yeah. what are our names on stage? Well, my name's Tim Sutton, but I go by Timmy. Right. Mattson's Adam Orr, but I'm Maddie. We're Timmy and Maddie when we're playing with Rat Boy Jr. Hi, I'm Timmy. And I'm Maddie. And we are Rat Boy Jr. Uh, as Rat Boy Jr., we've been playing together for about 10 years. About 10 years, yes. About 10 years. And uh, we started as a duo. I play guitar and sing, and Maddie. Um, I play drums and keyboards and sing as well. Yeah, the dr- he plays drums and keyboards at the same time, which is super cool. But we do do a full band sometimes. Sometimes we have a horn section. Mm-hmm. Bass players, we have a couple guitar bass players. players. Yep. So we can uh, assemble any en- ensemble. And I guess it really depends on the gig um, and depends on the money, too. If, we, if, if it's a really good gig... Um, and we can pay our friends. We'll do that too. But we believe that you know musicians should get paid. So, um, but also if it's a small little stage uh, and crammed in a little place, we can play as a duo. So we can do we can do it all. All right. We have to describe our act and our style of music, though. Oh boy. For Rat Boy Junior, stylistically, it's kind of all over the place. Um, it's not limited to any genre, but it's all kind of based from a rock slash folk kind of groovy kind of thing. We get a lot of like early, you know, 90s alternative references. Uh, we get a lot of like Soul Coffin, Ween, The Muppets, They Might Be Giants. So left of center, kids music perform everywhere. You know, we're based uh, in the Hudson Valley of New York, so we do a lot of the Northeast, but we've uh, toured out to Asheville, North Carolina, and we played in uh, um, Grand An- Rapids, Michigan. An- Ann Arbor, yes. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yep. That's right. And then so everywhere and in, in between. You know, since we're a duo, it makes it a little bit easier because we can uh, jump in a car with all our gear and a PA system, and we can go anywhere. We can get, you know, play anywhere. And so that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, so we have about four albums out. No, hold on. We, ha- we have... Four albums. We have four albums yes. out. And we just released our last record in April called Lucky Foot and Sunny Moon. And all these albums recorded with the, you know, many of you know, Dean Jones out there of Dog on Fleas. But uh, of No Parking Studio is a good buddy. He lives right down the road. Yeah, we've been very fortunate to get a lot of support of radio stations. And uh, especially, you know, the big one is uh, Kids Place Live. Uh, which has been really cool to make their top ten, and uh, we've been played on a lot of radio stations across the country, and all the blogs, and uh, kids music stations like Spare the Rock and a Saturday Morning Cereal Bowl and the like. You know, we won the Parents Choice Awards. Uh, we were uh, chosen to play what it was not KindyCom, it was called Candy Fest, and we played with Dan Zanes, and that was really cool. So that really wasn't an award, but you had to get chosen to play. Somebody recently told me that they almost licensed one of our songs for a movie with Jane Fonda. And I was like honored and very upset at the same time. Because I was like, I wanted to be like, well, why didn't you? And so we almost were in a movie with Jane Fonda. That's right. We can put that on our resume. It's going to be raticized. (laughs) I think I can speak for Tim where I feel like festivals are our favorite places to play. I don't know. Am I wrong, Tim? No, that's our wheelhouse is festivals. We've uh, been fortunate enough to play Mountain Jam. This is going on our 12th year? Yeah, I think so. Well, how's that possible if we've only been together for 10 years? Well, we said over 10 years, Over 10, yeah. yeah. So we've been playing a Mountain Jam festival, and uh, we've had the great fortune to play with uh, bands like Robert Plant, the Allman Brothers, Tom Petty, uh, We Spearhead a lot. We, we've just... Mm-hmm beat Spearhead for most festival appearances in a row. 
uh, Levon Helm. We played with Levon Helm uh, at his festival, and we went down to the Leaf Festival um, in the Carolinas. So festivals that tend to be where we do really well, and um, parents really appreciate the fact that they can get, you know, their kids wake up early at festivals in the tent and really appreciate the fact that they, they can come see us play. But we play anywhere. We play, like, you know, a lot of, you know, bars. We'll have, like, a Sunday matinee. We played in theaters. We played in every weird place you could possibly think of. You know, our favorite venues are the ones where kids are treated like real, like, fans of music, and they have a killer sound system. And um, we like the venues where the, the parents and the kids can have a really good time. And so we play a lot outdoors and you know, bookstores, wherever. I guess our favorite venue is the one that has the really fun, interactive crowd, people who dig music. Uh, we love the festivals that have other, uh, you know, kindy artists like uh, the River Meltdown uh, that Bill Childs does. Uh, every year we play that a bunch of times, and that is just an amazing crowd, amazing bands, uh, kid, kids, children's books, authors, and just the crowd is just pumped. And uh, you get exposed to... Uh, people who might not have seen you, and it's a you know really good time. And you know we have the good fortune we live up in the Hudson Valley, so we can come down play in New York City, but then we get, we're up here and we get to play the farmers markets and rock clubs and and whatnot. And the festivals are definitely our thing. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. What have we learned as musicians, singers, songwriter, performers that has really helped us when it comes to children's music? Um, I don't know if there's any one specific thing, but for me, it's just, it's such an easy way to connect. It's not that it's easy, it's just music does that. It's just a way to connect to people. And whether they're adults or children, like obviously we started out playing, you know, for adults, but that way you make that connection is just the same thing. Like you get that same look on a four-year-old's face as a 40-year-old when like they just get it. So I, I don't know if it's, I'm really answering that question. I don't know, Tim, you might have a better yeah. answer, but. Me and Maddie always had, before even, you know, I have two kids, and uh, before I even had kids, me and Maddie always had that sensibility and liked certain things. Like when we first met, one of the first things we talked about was our love of Emma, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and Shel Silverstein. And these are things that kind of we bonded over. And uh, I think the one thing that we've learned is just to be authentic. And I guess the one thing that we've heard from a lot of um, bookers and, and, and audience members is that we interact with the kids and we include them in the show and not in a, a you know a planned way it's always on the spot like whatever happens in the audience and like if kids are talking to us or doing something and we include that in our show and time and time again people come up to us and say you don't know how much that meant and it's a risk you take and it's something that's really hard to pull off like if you try to include the audience you can be bombarded by kids wanting to say stuff and or come up and sing and it's a really fine line and we've always just kind of trusted that we you know our connection with the audience will kind of pan out and uh so i think we just learned to be authentic and be uniquely us we don't try to sing things that aren't you that we you know can't sell like we don't have songs about necessarily uh brushing your teeth but we do have songs that include it but we 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 were more of coming from promoting creativity and keeping the magic and wonder in the world one of the things we learn as a musician is that it's a real gig we take it seriously we try to play well we try to write really good songs that connect to kids and parents we try to have fun like you can't be up there and not having fun people know that so we enjoy it so the one thing we learned is keep doing it while we keep enjoying it and they keep enjoying it so what name do we perform under for adults um we perform <laughs> under, it's, just, it's you know just it's, the same most of the well, i know but it's just so funny it's like uh you know like when you now let's talk about the adult stuff <laughs> you know like what ram uh, St- scott Steele. <laughs> no no well All right, okay. well we are rap boy as a band um we, okay people still know us as timmy and maddie but yeah, so our adult band is Rat Boy, mm-hmm. and I am, I'm Timmy, and you're Maddie still. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Our it's du- a full band. It is a full band most of the time. We do play acoustic duo sometimes. We play duo, trio, sure. four, five people. We've done we've done many incarnations of the band. 
but does this ever ask how we never had uh, how we met? I mean, no, we, that would be like a much like a longer podcast, I think, Tim. Okay, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we have a full. You know, uh, we have a bunch of guitar players we play with, and a bunch of bass players, and they're all the same bass players and guitar players that play with Rat Boy Junior. So, all the albums we record with all the same friends, and these. All the musicians that play with Rat Boy Junior have been playing with us since college in our in our adult bands. Um, yeah, stylistically too, it's it's probably a little more focused than Rat Boy Junior. It's a little more. I mean, it's still not really limited to any one style, but we're we're definitely, you know, you're not going to hear, you know, a straight up rap song from Rat Boy, but you will from Rat Boy Junior. So, but there, it, it, it's a little more of a rock and roll band for sure. It's definitely louder. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's it's. Tom Petty with uh, with hip hop undertones to it, which makes it sounds really cool. But it, yeah, it's rock and roll, you know. And we've been doing this that for over twenty years. Over twenty, probably yeah. close to twenty five. Yeah, me and Maddie been playing together. We met in college in nineteen ninety four. Yep. And we started a band called Lost in the Sauce, and that morphed into Rap Boy, which kind of coincides with Rap Boy Junior. We uh, haven't stopped playing music together. This is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we perform regionally and do we tour? We have. Um, we don't mm-hmm. do it as much as we used to because Rat Boy Jr. Um, seems to attract a lot more opportunities for us to play. Um, we yeah. definitely perform more locally with Rat Boy and don't tour quite as often. Yeah. You know, we kind of go with where it goes, where we get booked. You know, we, one of our favorite shows we do every year in New Paltz is we do a Rat Boy, Rat Boy Jr. show. And uh, we'll do like a Rat Boy Junior set, and then the Rat Boy set, and it's really fun. And it kind of you kind of see the, the it morphs, and the audience might not even notice <laughs> that <laughs> it, it's two different bands because they really uh, coincide with each other. It's, it's not even a Clark Kent Superman; it's like a Clark Kent and Clark Kent's twin brother, right? <laughs> or Superman and his and his older sibling. Um, Nephew, really, super man, right, dude. His his super super man, man child. All right. So um, our favorite venues. I think we would love to play more festivals and that kind of stuff. But most of the time when we play, it usually ends up or it has been the bar type places, which are fun. Yeah, um, we we have done our time. We but have, we have played yeah. many 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 bars across the Northeast, and uh, I think my favorite venue is one has great monitors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my favorite venue is really anyone where people actually listen, and it's not just background music. Um, it's nice when people, you know, there's a, there, a listening room is much better than a bar. Put it that way, as far as getting people to listen and pay attention. Yeah, yeah. You know, we played bars for a very long time, and it's nice to play those venues that people are there to listen. Whoa, we got a lot of background traffic, but you know, the magic of. I feel like like people are looking at us like uh, we're the like uh, the hosts of the Tour de France. Well, I wish they could see this like purplish, bluish light that yeah. we're under. And there's a Christmas tree. A Christmas tree. So we're in a there's, we're in a back patio of uh, it's like a bar restaurant. It's mm-hmm. called Jard. Thank you, Jard. Mm-hmm. More bar, right? It's a bar. Yeah, it's more of a bar with with with, with some, some food, food options. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we're back here, and in this little room, two grown men around a microphone. <laughs> It's not as cold as I thought it would be. It's okay. I'm doing it's all right. Fine. We don't need to take a break and put the heater on, right? Oh, we both got text messages at the same time. This often I think happens. What, I think what they're saying is hurry, tur- hurry up. Somebody's not scared. That's that's what I got. It's about our video shoot coming up soon, so we uh, we can skip that for now. Yeah, we're filming a new music video for our song. Anything can be a hat. I think we can go into that. Later. Okay, sorry. All right. So, what have we learned? As musicians, singers, songwriters, performers, that has really helped us when it comes to adult music. I'll tell you right now what I've learned. As we're talking about, it's nice to be listened to, but what I've learned is if people aren't paying attention, that you can't let it get to you. And and you you know, like it, I learned that I'm really up there to to play for myself and play with my friends and make music with my friends and make myself happy. And everybody else, anybody else enjoys it, that's great. Um, I love that when it happens, but if it doesn't, you can't let it bother you. You can't, you can't let it, um, you know, you can't take it personally because some places are just, you know, nobody's going to give you the, you know, that's a the time. Very, that's, I feel like that's a drummer response yeah, because for yeah. me singing and playing, playing guitar, it's like, 
I, that's my job is to connect, to try to connect. And I've learned to, to never, you can never judge the audience's expectations to what they've taken away from it. Sometimes you can't get a vibe and you play a show and people are like, that was amazing. You know? And I think the one thing I've learned is to not stop, to continue to play music and write songs that are meaningful and, um, to keep doing it. And that's it. To, to keep going, stay true to your vision, and have a voice. You know, have a unique voice. That's you, and don't try to pander. And rock, rock. Well, let's let's not forget the rock. Let's not forget. That's the most important thing. Um, all right, we're gonna. Looks like we're gonna mix it up now, Tim. All right, let's combine. Now's the time when we mix it up. Okay, yeah. Do you think the adult music is like? Uh, the, right. it's, it's in uh, quotes, so the adult, quote, unquote, Oh, that's a great music. question. Do, do you think, uh, so would our adult music be appropriate for children? Absolutely. Yes. With maybe the occasional lyrical tweak. But for the most part, it's yeah. very family-friendly. There's a curse word here. However, the lyrics are not geared towards children. That's really the main difference between the two bands. Ratboy Jr.'s musically is not that far off from Ratboy, but lyrically, it's a whole, whole different world. You know, the thing is, uh, which is funny, is that, you know, we had Rat Boy for many years, and um, we, our good friend, uh, Uncle Rock, maybe you heard of him, Uncle Rock up here, needed an opening band, and so we said, oh, people always said that their kids like Rat Boy, and so we just played Rat Boy songs and said, it's Rat Boy Jr., we tweaked a couple lyrics, and people loved it, and that's how we're still doing it, so I absolutely think our adult music can be appropriate and our first album was just a lot of rap boy songs just made more universal there are a few songs this next question is are there any songs that cross over and you feel comfortable performing for both audience there's definitely a couple of songs which we can cross over well you know it's interesting there's there's songs that we do again with maybe some lyrical changes well so we had a song about called garbage man and in rap boy it's more about not judging. The, the, this song was written when we were playing down in New York City, three in the morning, four in the morning. We got done, and there was garbage, got garbage man outside taking the garbage in, and we started talking to them, and made a joke about. I was like, "Dude, nice tan." Like he's like, "Oh, I just got back from wherever Hawaii," and we're like, "Man, these guys are making so much money." And we judge these guys. It was a little bit about that, and a little bit about the current po- politics. Well, not current, but the time. And then we wrote, rewrote the lyrics to be for Rap Boy Jr. to make it about garbage men <laughs> and how garbage men are so cool. And, and so thematically a little bit different, but it's the same music. You know. Good example, Tim. Well done. Thank you. Well done. I mean, if that was the last question, we could just drop the mic. It's, it's unfortunate. That was good, right? We have more to go. I don't yeah, know yeah. how we're going to top that. Well, let's see. If you... Wait, are you... Uh, or if you have a band, if you have a band, do you use the same musicians for both? Yeah. yeah. I think we yeah. covered that, but yes. So we use the same musicians we've been playing with since 1994. We have a couple guitar players, a couple bass players, and these are family. These are people who've been played in the band before Rat Boy that we play a lot with. We are fortunate that this family of musicians to know us, we know each other so well that it does not take a whole lot of rehearsal. A lot of times they can just show up and jump right in. Yeah. Um, you know, musically, being a very intuitive band, it's not very complicated musically. So if you have a sense of who we are and what we do, and most of the time, like if somebody plays bass with us for the first time, I'll be, I'll just tell them to follow Tim and, you, and hop on for the ride. And, and 99% of the time it works out. Yeah, well, I say follow me, but not my rhythm. Follow right. the drum. Yeah. But, you know, we live in New Paltz, which is right next door to Woodstock, which is where I'm from. So... We just have incredible, incredible musicians. We've gotten to play with some really famous, well-known musicians uh, and in front of famous musicians. We had David Bowie singing one of our choruses called Little Worms. So we saw David Bowie singing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, I mean, Little Worms. To be fair, he could have been lip-syncing, but we want to believe that he was, he was actually singing. He singing. Was singing. I mean, you know, his voice, like maybe he couldn't. And that same song, remember, we were playing right here. You know? And a William Defoe. Well, that's the, the magic he, song. And he's like, ah, oh, little worms. We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a little longer question here, Tim. For children, we usually perform before 8 p.m. 
often adult gigs are later, at, but at, but sometimes there are overlapping times. Does this happen to you where your adult band plays public venues where some of your kid fans may attend? Yes. Occasionally, yes. I don't understand it. Well... What is it saying? There are overlapping times. Are there, are there venues that both bands play? For sure. But most of the time, if we're playing as the adult band, it would be late enough that the the ch- the kid fans, child fans of us wouldn't be able to see us. Um, but for example, as we said earlier, the, this this hometown show that we do outdoors every year, where both bands play, um, that happens. And there are some venues that are that have nighttime shows that we'll do, and then they have afternoon shows specifically for kids. Um, but yeah, it never seems to be a problem. Um, we we played like like first night shows, New Year's Eve, that you you might get both. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've never viewed it. It says, is it a positive thing or a challenge? I don't think we've ever felt it was challenging. It's always been, I think, positive. Any experiences like we, that? We play anywhere and everywhere and whatever. And uh, it is awesome. And, and it's awesome when it blurs all together. I think ideally, we've talked about this, is that somehow we want it to, just to become one and the same. And the only way you would know the difference is the hour. So, like, if you see us playing at 11 o'clock, you know it's more for kids. And if we're playing at 11 o'clock p.m., you know it's more for adults. And it's like, if it's 11 p.m., it's probably a bar. And so it's been really cool. It's like we get asked to play, you know, because we sometimes do as an acoustic duo, uh, these tribute shows. Uh, We just got asked to do a uh, Muppet tribute show, and that's going to be at a bar at night. And uh, it doesn't matter. Is it Rat Boy, Rat Boy Jr.? We've talked about the name. Can we just call it Rat Boy slash Junior? Um, but, you know, we've been really fortunate that, like, we've been playing music together for so long and the music just kind of blurs all together. And that, you know, it's music. Music is music, right? And, um, yeah. And we, we hear from so many adults that don't have kids that love Rat Boy Junior. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Next question, another mm-hmm. long one, Tim. I will try to read it a little slower. Can you read it like a, a post or something? Okay. Um, when it comes to marketing, gear, or the basic business of being a performer, wow. what are some of the advantages you find by performing for different groups? And have you discovered any great tips or tricks that you could share to help others who might be trying to venture into adult music? Well, unfortunately, I don't have any good news for like adult the uh, Rap Boy CDs because Rap Boy Junior CD sales are alive and well. I know a lot of people are talking about this. Should I make CDs? Should I not make CDs? And we say make CDs for for kids' music for for like kids like the CD. And um, I don't know. It means something. It's like you spend all this money recording, mastering. You, like you want that album. Um, to be honest, it's something we're struggling with right now for our adult project. About uh, we're ready to record. And uh, people don't sell CDs in clubs and venues. Um, I think if you're if you're touring and you have a merch table, maybe. But um, you know, we we used to do shirts and bumper stickers, and it's a lot of investment, and it, we're sitting on a lot of products still. Wow. Well, that was exciting. We're cold. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> you're getting you're getting you're getting it all tonight. Here, live, and we're live from New Paltz, New York. It's a college town, which is funny. It's like, this is a metaphor. Here we are, kids musicians, yeah. in the back of a bar. I'm drinking a hot buttered rum. I'm drinking a beer. And uh, yet we're talking about, you know, music for kids, but adults. As far as marketing uh, for uh, adults... Mm, that's a tough one. Vinyl, I guess, maybe. What yeah. do you, you know, really. I don't honestly. know. See, the, this question, I feel like we'd be more qualified to answer it the other way. Well, like, I think because yeah. this is t- t- asking for kids' music artists venturing into adult music, whereas we did it the other way around. We well, started out as adult music and then ventured into kids' music. Well, here's something I would say, and it, I think this goes for both. I think music videos is where it's at. Far as yeah, whoa, I agree. Like, was that a Tesla? Oh, somebody found that funny. Wow, I think that's Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> All right, um, they're going in. So I think if you have money, 
I would invest it into music videos. Yeah, I mean, we have to have a, you know, this goes actually to handle the next question too, how do you handle social media, branding, basic image. Um, we've found that video is very important, obviously these days. I mean, you look at something like YouTube and it's just an invaluable resource. Um, everybody browses YouTube. Um, it's a great way to get your music out there. Um, and we're, we've always loved to shoot video. Even if it's not music video, we would shoot sketches and skits. And we always like to have a visual outlet for yeah. for our art. And so now this is, you know, you can just any you just get it out there and anybody all over the world can see it. It's yeah, a great thing. We, and we've shot videos with our phones now. So I think that's, that's the big one. I think for adult and, you know, that's something we did with Rap Boys, did a couple of music videos. And I think those have... You know, they have legs. You never know where they end up. So, but uh, social media and all that, that's like, that's, man, that's just something I guess we wish we could hire. It's its exhausting. <laughs> it yeah, so. well, it's true. So we've never, you know, we one of the things that always we always try to present is not some sort of an image or a bunch of characters. We've Again, we've mentioned it earlier in a couple of questions, but we've always stayed very genuine as there's not much difference between who we really are as people and who we are on stage. We're not, we're the same people. So it's not like we have an image to present or uphold. It's Timmy and Maddie. Take it or leave it, you know? And it's always kind of been that way. And I think the big thing is our connection. We connect with an audience. That is our thing. We have good songs. We connect with the audience. And we're often asked back, you know? And I think that's the thing, though, that far as advice is to find what can you really do that's uniquely your voice, you know? So, like, what can you that's okay. Casey um, is no, making a cameo. we got to sign an autograph here. Who do we make this out to? <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> uh, all right. We See, can move on to the next one. You know, it's right? always interesting. You never know if it's uh, someone else who's an ad- adult fan for Rap Boy. Right. Or if it, is it a mom <laughs> that true. wants an autograph for their kid. Right. And it doesn't matter to us. Except we charge more. Wait, you charge? <laughs> Do you guys need any more adult and kid-friendly beverages? I'm good for now, We're but good. thank you. Thank Do you, you. Have, you have chocolate milk with a twi- twisty straw? <laughs> Only the twisty straw. <laughs> alright, alright. Alright, moving on. Oh, we're, we're, we're almost done. we got a few more questions left here. Um, so I guess we'll address each one of these. Well, along the same lines, have you learned anything that just starting out with both bands should try to avoid? Do we answer oh, that? Oh, I skipped that one. Yeah, I think I might have skipped that one. We kind of put these th- three all together, but yeah. Anything that bands just For starting adult, out should try to avoid. You know, so like, I mean, you know, like if I, one of the biggest things I, I just got to say is why I enjoy making music for all ages, not just kids, because that's our wheelhouse. Okay, so... We play music, Rapoy Jr. writes songs that are like songs that appeal to all ages. So the themes are universal where kids really can dig in, but adults appreciate them too. So that's what we discovered. That's the advice. Can you can you nurture yourself as an artist so you're like getting what you need out of it and 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 write songs that are meaningful to all ages? Because um that, I mean, that's it. You know, as far as, like, advice for somebody who's starting off to play, like, real venues and clubs, I, I, I don't know what I would say. If you have good songs, they're good songs, and, and you got to play as much as you can and not without getting paid and play everywhere and anywhere you can. But, you know, I think with the kids' music thing is just don't pander. Like, find your unique voice. You know, like, um, what, what do you have to offer? And, uh... And that's it. If you can do that, then, you, you know, and, and go with it. I mean, that's, I don't know. Oh, well, we jumped up. But that's okay. No, no, we just mixed. So when looking at kids versus adult crowds from a performance standpoint, which do you find more satisfying? Mm. Um, All right. So connection with the crowd, I feel like that's kind of a push. I, I mean, that's kind of, you know. That's like why one of the reasons you do it. Again, I said earlier, you know, first reason is because you want to be up there and it makes you feel good and you're doing it for yourself. But really, if you can't, you know, if there's no connection with the crowd, then it becomes a very, you know, very one-sided thing. So it's definitely very satisfying with with both bands when you can connect with the crowd. I almost feel like sometimes, depending on the venue, it's more of an accomplishment to do it with the adult band. than it. That's it. I mean, I think with with the kids... 
it's more satisfying, in, I guess, in a way with connection with the crowd with kids because it's gonna be a long forty-five minutes to an hour, whatever it is. Let's oil up. Okay. You know, if you're not connecting with a with a a crowd of kids, it's gonna be a long time. Like they'll tell you, they'll just start walking away. Mm. Um. And so, like, if you can keep those kids engaged and the adults laughing and have a good time, that is the best feeling. You know when you've done it because you know what it's like when you haven't. When they, when you set you up at a farmer's market next to a face painter in a bouncy house and you're like, oh, my God, we're going to struggle through this. <laughs> but there's nothing like writing a song that, like, an adult can say, yo, that, that changed my life or I really, that meant something to me. And uh, maybe we'll get that uh, when kids grow up and become adults. They might say, hey, you know, like that song you wrote, anything could be a hat, that changed my life, you know. I've actually had somebody say that to me, so <laughs> that's good. All right, um, all right and which, which more satisfying in terms of creative expression? Um, for There's different types of creative expression, I feel like. So while both bands have a, have a, a healthy dose of improvisation... I think musically speaking, it's more the, the the adult band can stretch out a lot more and indulge ourselves musically and be a lot more creative that way. Create the creativity with Rap Boy Junior. I think is just in the storytelling. Um, so it's just two different types of creative expression. I feel like I don't know Tim. I don't know if you're. Yeah, no, I agree. But I I do love when we're like, all right kids like shout out an idea you had for a song that you've never heard and they're like i want a song about you know unicorns getting ice cream with an alligator and that's like absolutely so much fun and then we often turn those made up things into songs so um but uh i like what you said i don't even remember what you said well we'll just i'm 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 starting to get cold so he can repeat it i'm like jack nicholson yeah i know we're almost done we got two questions left but we still have to answer I think this next one, financial stability, obviously we... What do we prefer? I mean, I mean it's Rap Boy Jr. is more <laughs> yeah. satisfying for sure financially, yeah. but adult. it hasn't stopped us from doing the adult things. It just, we become a little more selective with what we do and when we play. And, you know, we'll only do a handful of charity or free shows a year um, because your time is valuable, you know? Every time you, you take a, a free gig, then, you know, you get an offer for a paying gig and you can't do it. So... Well, I think we... I mean, try to do benefits that are meaningful to us yeah. and, and that are also going to really benefit and raise some money. Um, you know, I think, you know, yeah, with playing bars and all that, you just never know if you're going to make money and pay the band. And what's nice is that in the family music world, people know the value of it, you know, what what you're going to do. Like, you're here to entertain a whole crowd, and it's really tough because it's ages 1 to 100. Um, and so, the, you know... I think we, we're more financial stable, and what we've been able to do is um, pay for every Rapboy Junior album th- through the previous album, through album sales, and that's you know radio play, that's like getting your song on Kids Place Live, that's selling CDs, uh, music videos on YouTube. Yeah, it was which was nice. Was this last CD was the first one we released where we didn't have to crowdsource. Yeah. to get it done. Like, we oh, actually gosh, yeah. saved up and had the money for it, which was really nice. For the yeah. first time in our lives, yeah. you know, we had all the money ourselves. But, I, you know, I will say this, that we don't we don't make a lot of money doing this in the way of with Rapoy Jr., we put all the money back into the band. Mm-hmm. And there's every now and then there'll be a couple gigs where we'll be like, let's pay ourselves. Yeah. We'll, you know, or we'll take the money and, and buy something useful that we'll use, you know. Yeah, we did know. a big gig. We, we each bought an iPad and that was amazing. Maddie's using it now. We're using it right now. Right. Um, so all the money goes back into the band and um, for ready for the next album. Yeah, with Rap Boy, when we play as the adult band, especially with other musicians, it seems that all the money goes pay to them. pay the other musicians, yeah. which is fine. We're totally fine with that. Yeah. We play a lot of, with a lot of folks from New York City who have to come up here. And- yeah, as much as we like to get paid, we always believe that the people we hire should get paid too. So we, we like yeah. to pay our musicians, even though they are our friends and aren't expecting it or would do gigs for free. We like to pay them, you know, a nice, good amount. You know, we like to pay them well. Yeah. Um, all right, which one in terms of growth as an artist? So for me... More satisfying. Yeah, I don't know if... I think they piggyback, you know, back and forth on each other. I really do. Um, I feel like one band enables the other band to grow and, and just kind of, it keeps us open-minded. 
You know, I think for me, honestly, Rap Boy Jr., the kids' music, has been way more um, satisfying as far as growth as an artist. To, like, see my kids grow, and so I have an 8-year-old and a 4-year-old, and to try to write music that's relevant to a 4-year-old and an 8-year-old. You know, in the last album, I wrote a song about snuggling, you know, inspired by the 4-year-old. But then I wrote a song about, like, brain development and the flexible brain for, like, the 8-year-old. So, you know... Writing a lullaby, like the growth of like having the confidence to, to en- enter that archetypal song, you know, like to write a, a lullaby or l- write a song about this. You know, Rap Boy Jr. songs even come from us making up something on stage and it's hilarious and made us laugh. And we write a song or we get together and write songs or we see something that gives us an idea. But and those songs, you know, I wrote a song on the last album. Uh, I will always love you even when you get me mad and that was like really meaningful to try to write a song that lets a kid know that like yeah you get me mad all the time and I yell and you know that's real that's real life but I love you and I always love you and so how do you write that but also not make it cheesy you know I don't want we can't I can't pull off cheesy songs and that's no offense to anybody else I have my own barometer for cheese and uh, yeah so how do you be you know, earnest and meaningful, and it's got to rock. It's got to be a good tune. So I, I, I think Rap Boy Jr. I think Rap Boy Jr. on all these fronts. I really do. We don't need to be playing bars. This is true. But we do because we, okay, yeah. we need the rock. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need the rock, and I miss it. If I if I play with Rap Boy Jr. for so long without playing for adults. Yeah. So that's what's going to make this question next question much more difficult. Are you saying that if we had to give up one act, children's or adult? Which would be the first to go? Wow, and what why. a good question. So, I mean, I'm, I like read this and I thought about it and I, I keep saying I'm going to cop out. I can't answer it. It would require a tremendous amount of thought and mulling it over. I mean, if you told me I had no choice and I had to do it instantly, I don't, I, even that, I don't know. I'd have to be in that moment to make that decision. I don't know. You know, I think Rap Boy Jr. has morphed into really f- writing, writing such cool tunes. Mm-hmm problem is I'm a dad and so right now I would say Rap Boy Jr. like once my kids go off to college I'm gonna want to be playing bars and venues real music venues and not farmers markets when right. I don't have kids maybe mm-hmm. I don't know so what a good question so if I had an answer I'd said I'd give up the adult act first I think I, if he if he did that, then I would have to too, because <laughs> then I wouldn't have any bands to play with. If, that would I, be if, I, if, he, if he gave up one and I gave up the other, that would be uh, that would be interesting. It'd be amazing if we sure. split and you kept Rat Boy and I kept Rat Boy Junior, right. and it would be like you know going to see Skid Row, yeah, which is the real. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start wrapping up. Two more questions. Any other suggestions in general for your fellow children's performers? In general, as a kid, well. Just do what you do. Um, I think it's... I, don't judge yourself against another. I think in this music scene, there's like these upper echelon bands who seem like everybody knows about them and they get all the radio airplay. And um, is that really what you aspire to be? I think just let it happen natural and write just write good music that inspires families and kids. And, and, and it, let it be funny and weird. It doesn't have to be educational. Unless that's what you're into, then make it educational. Yeah. I mean, there's like, something, there's definitely a place for everything. And we we figured out early, way early. I mean, we thought about, you know, doing the school thing and whatever. And it just wasn't, you know, Tim's a teacher in his day job. So, like, he kind of does that in his day job. But as musically, it's just not something we ever were really interested in. We're more about encouraging creativity and fun and, fun and tapping into yourself and and you know, realizing you what you have the potential to do and be, and and just and you know, because life is has a lot of ups and downs, and and we want to be the ups, you know, like definitely, we definitely want to be the ups. So I think you know, writing. I guess one suggestion I have is writing music that's universal. You know, I uh, bring high school kids over to Nepal, Nepal and India every year, and I play my music and play my kids' songs, and you know, like the vibe and what you put into it transfers over even though we don't speak the same language and so because it comes from the heart it's true and it's uh my intentions are well and uh people vibe people feel that so just like do you and don't compare yourself to anybody else and i think 
try to be true to the kid experience, like the creativity, tap into your inner child and like, what is it that you want to be? Do you want to be Raul Dahl and Shel Silverstein or do you want to be uh, Judy Bloom or uh, I don't know, who else? Did you ever read any Judy Bloom? No, uh, nope. Love Judy Bloom. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Tim. I'm not even going to go into expand on that, but that's so we can be found. We are at ratboyjr.com. We're on YouTube.com/ratboyjr. Instagram, and uh, we uh, big gigs. Well, um, you know, I think we are going to be back at Mountain Jam this year, and uh, that's always our biggest gig, and that, that sets up the rest of the summer. But we're uh, booking shows now for spring. Uh, we're shooting a new music video next week. So, yeah, maybe by the time this airs, we might even have multiple more music videos. I think the last one we did, was that our third from this album, Tim? Second. It was the second. So this will be the third. And then we like to, you know, as long as we don't have a new album out, we'll keep doing videos from the old album. And, you know, we generally speaking, maybe every two to three months, we try to release a new video. So that's always something. And then, you know... Um, we talked about this. We haven't known of any solid plans, but we would like to eventually do some sort of a a themed album. But we haven't. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. We're, we have our fifth album, like a concept album, or um, you know, we always trying to make it fun for us. So like, how do we mix it up? You know, we have the amazing fortune that our buddies Dean Jones and has this most incredible music studio, so we can go there and try to like work on stuff. You know what? Also, I want to go back, Maddie, to the mm-hmm. if I can give it advice. And I think like I think some people do get into playing music for kids to try to make money. And it's like that's I don't know. I don't think I think you should like when you start out, you got to play every bad gig you can, and like that's like a hundred degree weather, uh, some street fair, some library where nobody. You know, like I don't know. I feel like you got to just earn your spot and like earn, hone in your craft and. And not to, you know, when it becomes about the money for for families, that's a little weird. I think it will come. You just do you, and then you know your worth, and, you, you know, I think you can start charging more and more. But I think, you know, this is definitely not to make millions of dollars here. You know, like, it's a rarity, you know, and the people that get a show on Disney or whatever, you know. But I think try to have good intentions and just put love into the world. Hopefully it happens. Yeah? Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, this is Maddie. This is Timmy. We were Ratboy Jr. I guess we still are. Or And Ratboy. And Ratboy. And, uh. What's that noise? We're signing off. I don't know. That's the, uh. That's the, uh. What is that? The magic. Okay. If we're missing. Magic, if we're missing <laughs> by the time you hear this, send help. Or money. Yeah. We don't, it's not like we know one money. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, reach out to us. Say hello. Let's share a gig. We'll come to you. You come to us. Peace. Peace. I say it right back at you, Tim. Peace. I like that. Hey, that sounded like a fun uh, place to have an interview. It sounded like a cold place to have an interview. All right. So before we listen to those guys and uh, talk to us about what it was like for their in their experience, we listened to Clown Shoes. That was their children's music thing. You could totally hear Dean Jones' production on that if you know Gene, Dean Jones' production, which is pretty cool. Now, let's move to a track off of Waiting in the Balance. This one uh, is for the adult crowd, and it's called The Skull. Did I say that okay? The Skull. Driving home and the skull's got shotgun. I think you hit a rap, but it could have been a possum. Full speed, half knee, what you mean, full green.
I really, really like that song. I like that song on many different levels. I like that song because it's funny and because it's dark and because it's a hip-hop Tom Petty type thing. And it's got the right feel of grunge and the right feel of angst and the right feel of fun. It hits a sweet spot for me on many, many levels. And so there, that's what I think. And I don't care what you think. I think I like it. And I'm going to keep listening to it over and over again. And it's actually very inspiring because... The idea that you can be Rat Boy Jr. and out there making cool tunes for kids and families and at the same time be Rat Boy and out there grinding hard on that sort of stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. There's an example of somebody who's doing what I kind of want to do. So, uh, Tim, can I join your band, please? I won't move to New York. Uh, You probably don't want to move to Montana. Damn it. Okay, well, we'll try again. If you want to be part of this, if you're part of this group who does music for both crowds, I want to hear from you. So, uh... Reach out to me. You can go to my website, cowboyandy.com. You can go to my Facebook page. You can find my Facebook page uh, through cowboyandy.com. You can also find... uh, This is weird. How would you possibly even find this podcast if you hadn't already found those two things? I I don't know. There's going to be more later. That's right. Here we go. La, la, la. Do you guys need any more adult and kid-friendly beverages? Oh, yeah. Tim was going to buy me coffee. I'm good for now, but thank you. What? You're fine? Oh, you were going to buy me coffee. Tim. Oh, 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 let's sing a song about how we're all the same. How we all like snacks and cuddles. And we all like playing games. We all like to be hugged and loved. Our dinner beds at night. Tall or small. Tucked in our beds at night Tall or small, boy or girl 